Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let the audience know what we have in store today? Hey, Adam. So look to my left, look to my right. There's no one here but us. Empty studio. And a list. And so yes. today we are doing a bit of a part two. Uh, we're going to do uh, five more leadership bad habits. So yeah. We did an episode several months ago. Yeah. And uh, that... Yeah, you know, lots of good feedback yeah. on it. I think it struck a nerve with a lot of people. And in that episode, we mentioned how we had a list of over 25 bad leadership habits, and we were just going to be talking about five of them on that episode, and that we'd come back and maybe record some more. So today, we have five more. Yes, we do. These are uh, <laughs> mistakes that others have made. You and I have never made these, but never. We, know, we know some people. Yes. In our observations of leaders, these are things that we have written down to go good Lord, I'll never do that. And uh, so we want to share that with everybody. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Kidding aside, we have done all of these so we can speak from personal experience at how frustrating these are. Uh, and, but we've also been on the other side where we've been following somebody yeah. that has done some of these True. too. So we're not, we, we really are, when we go through the list, we're thinking of ourselves. We're not trying to think of other people. We encourage you that are listening to not think about, I can't wait to share this with my boss or with my leader. Uh, we don't want you to be passive aggressive with this. <laughs> hey, I thought you might enjoy this episode. Yeah. yeah I just send it. Yeah. yeah. Like especially number three or something <laughs> like that. You can't do that. So you got to think about yourself. It's impossible to be perfect as a leader. Uh, but there are some things, little, little things that maybe we do and we don't even know it. So you just want to jump into the list? Yeah, let's do it. And so right. some of these aren't just massive, um, you know, uh, rocks. Some of these are just small little tweaks. I think yeah. that, um, you know, you make enough of these small tweaks and you end up being a better leader over yeah. time. So yeah, absolutely. All right, John. So the first one is being a bottleneck. Why don't you uh, unpack that one? Yeah. So the the first kind of the first thought here is around decision making. And so I think a lot of times we've somewhere, you know, uh, in our life, we worked for somebody that delayed making decisions yeah. and it was really frustrating. And so uh, what would happen is you would generate an idea and you'd be really excited about it. You're ready to go. And the person above you wouldn't sign off on it or they would send you kind of on these fool's errands to go get more information. You know, uh, your your favorite, uh, my favorite line of yours is, you know, turn the rows to columns, columns to rows, yeah, these yeah. to thus, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> hey, do that and then come back. And, and rather than just saying, hey, you know, I can make an up or down decision on this or make this, this tweak so that you can keep going. So just as a leader, I think you need to be really cognizant of that. Are you slowing uh, things down because of your lack of, you know, decision-making. And so, um, just for me, uh, one rule I kind of have internally is like, if, if someone is presenting several things, uh, to me, they need, you know, up or down votes on, I, I will try in real time, um, to give a decision on 80% of those. So right here, right now at the table, um, here's, here's direction on 80% of that. Now I, I reserve the right, you know, say this out loud, but internally there's going to be some things I need, need to think about. Uh, I need to run up the chain, run by others. And so I, I can't give you a yes or a no on everything, but as, as much as I can, uh, I don't want to deliberate things that are going to slow you down. Yeah. And so, um, so that, that's just one of the, one of the things I had in mind here, uh, around being a bottleneck. Yeah. And I think as a leader, why this is a bad habit is we don't know when we're being the bottleneck. And so a really easy solution to this is you just need to ask your team, hey, do you feel like I slow the process down or I slow projects down because you're waiting to get information from me? So just even asking your team a really simple question will let them know, do you ever feel like I'm the bottleneck, like you're waiting for information from me all the time? If maybe you don't want to have that conversation or it's uh, difficult to have that conversation, some other ways as a leader you may know if you're a bottleneck is just watch your inbox 
Are you constantly yeah. getting text messages or, or uh, emails of going, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Little details. If so, it may not be because you have a team of people that don't want to make decisions. It may be you've trained them to be that yes. way, where you've yes. told them, you've made it clear in, in no uncertain terms that you want to make those decisions. So they have just learned to always come to you to make the decision. Yeah. So you become a genius and a thousand workers yes. uh, because everything has to funnel through you. Yep. And all the creative energy uh, is stifled uh, by those that report to you or that are on your teams or things like that because they're ultimately just waiting for you to make a decision. Um, so that's another kind of version of this that yeah. I think is really, really deadly. Yeah. And another way to know maybe if your leader just trying to go, all right, do I struggle with this is do you feel like you're delegating projects out and they're just not getting done? So again, are you asking your team to take care of two or three things and you're like, why is this taking so long? I gave you that a week ago or two weeks ago. It's a simple email. Again, that may not be an incompetency issue with people on your team. It may be you. You've bottlenecked it somehow. And so... Uh, and so what do, you, what do you mean by that? Like that the project is incomplete because you haven't done your part? Yeah, and or that, because you've said, hey, will you take care of this? And then they need something from you okay. in order to complete it. And so the project is just, it's taking longer to get done. And you're sitting there pulling your hair out going, why isn't this happening? You think it's them. They know it's you. <laughs> right. And you've just got to figure out which one is this. So again, just trying to give people some clues that they may be somebody who struggles with this is if uh, things are getting not deadlines aren't being met on a consistent basis or your inbox is filled with just little detailed requests. Easiest way to figure out if you struggle with this is just ask, ask yeah, your team. That's good. That's good. The, you know, last thing on this, um, I used to think like the priority on to-do list inboxes, uh, messages, anything like that was those uh, above you. And I, I still think, you know, if your boss or your board, um, your elders, your senior pastor, you know, whoever you report to ask for something like that, that needs to move up pretty Absolutely. quickly. Uh, and, but I've kind of been thinking recently, uh, what else needs to go up there really quickly are those that are waiting on decisions from yes. you. And so everyone else kind of in the middle that on the side, that's waiting for something from you, like it's almost, they should be in the third position and, uh, you should do all you can to make sure you're not slowing down and not frustrating those, uh, under you. So that's, that's something I'm trying to implement, um, now is be really, really responsive, uh, to those that need something from me. And then, uh, in the third position is everyone kind of from the outside. Yeah. I love it. All right. So that was the first, uh, or really our six, whatever, an additional bad habit is being a bottleneck. So the second one is this, uh, John is forgetting those who work for you have career aspirations too. Yeah. Why don't you unpack Yeah. That? So you and I were talking about this, uh, you know, a couple of days ago that if you ask a leader generally, hey, where do you want to be in five years or what's a dream you have or, you know, anything under the aspirational category, you generally get a pretty quick answer back. They, yeah. They're, uh, they're like ready for uh, that question. They've got thoughts. There's places they want to go, things they want to do, all, all that. Um, what happens a lot of times is we forget that those that report uh, to us uh, that are on our teams, uh, or even that are our peers, they have some of those same aspirations, but generally we don't ask them. Yeah. And so if, if leadership, part of leadership is service, um, you know, I, I think one of the ways to serve those that you work with and around uh, is to ask them, like, where, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah. Like if you're, if there's a job, if you could have anybody's job, whose job would you want to have? If you could do anything that would align with your gifts and passions, what would that look like? And then see if there's anything you can do um, to help them move towards uh, kind of that envisioned future. Now, there's some people, uh, and I've asked this I ask this question as, as often as I can, but uh, some people will say, I, I love what I'm doing. Like truly, if I was doing the exact same thing in five years, 
I would be so happy. Like right. I am good <laughs> as if to say, Hey, go, go mess with somebody else, John. Cause like, I, I love what I'm doing and that, which is totally fine. Uh, there is a, there is a segment uh, of the world that is just happy to be alive and do the job that they're doing or the, the role they're playing. Uh, but most people want uh, something else, something more, something uh, in addition to, and I think it's a real um, opportunity uh, for a leader is to be aware of that and then uh, help people take next steps. Yeah, it just communicates value to know that somebody has some sort of a development plan for you or they're working with you to come up with a development plan that you're just not, you're not stuck, you know, that there is no ceiling or the future is bright, like we're, we're moving somewhere. And, uh, and sometimes just even, you know, as you've said, just asking that question, what do you want to do? Not what's your five-year plan, but is this where you want to be forever? Just even asking that question to others on your team, it just communicates so much value. And what I think about with this is that reminder of somebody has said it really well, that as a leader, one of the most significant accomplishes, accomplishments you might make is not something you do, but rather maybe somebody you develop. Absolutely. And that is so humbling, but also really encouraging to think that, hey, the person that is one or two levels below me on an org chart or uh, somebody, a new person to my team, that might be the most significant thing I do as a leader is help develop that person who's going to go solve the, the world's next problem. Yeah. And, uh, and so you just got to have that mindset. So I think what we're really encouraging leaders to do is – just get outside yourself, right? Like yeah. you're not the only one that has some aspirations or some ambition. Look around and understand that's part of your role is to help develop those people. And I know you and I both have had people that have done that for us that have mm-hmm. come along and just said, I know you don't want to be uh, an entry level accountant for the rest of your life, you know, or I know you don't want to be um, at this level. I know you want to do some things. So let me help develop that in you. Do you have some people that you that come to mind of people who have done that for you? Yeah. I mean, just golly, this place is, you know, just filled with them. Yeah. Right. And people are just saying, I think one of the things we do really good here, um, is speak belief into people, not in some weird woo woo way, but, uh, just saying, I, I see some gifts in you. I think this would be a great way in the future for those to be, uh, used. And I see, like, I can see this yeah. in the future, uh, for you. And so, which generally gives people, um, uh, a vision of what they could grow, grow into. So I'd be like, golly, almost everybody around here does that really, really well. And then, yeah, different people that have said, okay, I think, uh, knowing you and knowing where you want to go, this would be a good step or, and sometimes, um, Hey, you need to just calm down. And yeah. you need to do it's, it's not so much what you should do it's uh what you shouldn't do yes uh or how, here's how you should focus your time and so that's that's been yeah a conversation great before. i mean these are always great development leadership uh development opportunities for people on your team to even ask the question and and some of the, some of you maybe have people on your team coming to you going hey i've been here for about six months and i think i deserve <laughs> the the uh you know the job promotion or whatever those are great conversations yes. to have to go. Some of you need to earn this a little bit more. You got to earn the right to uh, get to use your strengths more than 50% of the time with your job. You know, you don't, you're not just given those jobs right out of college. And so uh, just great development, yeah. just asking the question or even just getting people to even think about the future with that, which yeah. is a great, yeah. again, a, one, a leadership characteristic is this uh, rejection of the status quo. And so if somebody's not even thinking about what they want to do, um, again, not the five-year plan, but just do, where do they generally think they're, they're going? Again, that could be great development, just even getting them to think about that. That's good. So, you know, 
uh, I think where this came to a head for me uh, recently, I had uh, breakfast with a leader and it what was really interesting to me. The thing he was most excited about when he talked was about developing his staff yeah. and helping them take next steps. And he was sitting on top of, you know, uh, some really fun stuff. Um, lots of scale, lots of energy and lots of uh, notoriety. And he would talk about his staff and what, what he was doing to develop, um, you know, those, those that are under him. And, you know, I just thought that guy's legacy won't be, um, you know, being awesome. Yeah. Uh, his legacy will be that he developed a bunch of people and helped them become everything they uh, got and intended for them to yeah. be. And I, th- I think that's going to be really fun for him, um, you know, 20 years down the road. Yeah. And all the parents listening, like we get that, you know, that like it's fun to watch your kids develop and you watch your kids uh, go on and do things that maybe you didn't do or couldn't do, or you didn't have opportunities to do. And leadership is a great opportunity to, to, feel that yeah. candidly, you know, to go, wow, I got to develop that person. I really got to help them move on to their next step. And there's something quite satisfying yeah. that comes from that. So we just got to be able to ask that question. Yeah. I, the last thing I would just say is that um, most people will say uh, that there was a, a bit of a gap uh, in, you know, kind of their, their run where they felt like they were on an island and no one was looking out for them. Yeah. Most people will say that. And so you probably know at some point somewhere, you know, in your life, what that felt like. And well, you just don't want those under you to, to feel that. Yeah. And now that you're, um, you know, kind of moving your way up through or commit once you, once you get there, um, or commit, you know, if you know what it feels like now, you know, you, what you wish people would be doing for you right now. Well, when you get in a position to do that, just make sure that you do that. Yeah. And, um, and I think, I think those under you will, will be really, really grateful and it'll be really satisfying for you. That's right. Okay. So the first one was uh, being a bottleneck. The second one, forgetting those uh, working for you have career aspirations also. Third one is this, underestimating how long things take to get done. <laughs> Let me say this one again. Number three, underestimating, and we're laughing, how long it takes to get things done. Because this is my favorite bad habit on the list because I... Uh, I see this happen. Yes, sir. You have the floor. So Adam um, offices on the seventh floor and kind of, um, you know, leads all of our creatives. And so yeah. I think if anybody feels this, yes. or the, the other side of this, yes. uh, you Yes, here's would. the way it always goes with a request. Hey, Adam, I have an idea for a quick video. <laughs> and it's always that. It's just, it's just a really simple video or it's a really simple film to make. And I'm just going... There's no such thing as a simple film, which you those saw. Are, with those the, are oxymorons. Yeah, you saw that with the Awaken conference oh that just goodness. got done this past spring. You know, where yeah. you just think uh, a highlight film takes I don't know two hours to put together, <laughs> and they filmed for three days straight, then stayed up all night exactly. to put something together, and it's just like, whoa! I had no clue it takes that much time. Yeah, I totally. I was uh, so we just did this event in uh, downtown Dallas uh, called Awaken. It was three days. And the finished product of kind of the, um, you know, the, the recap, the video was just fantastic. I, I, it may be the best kind of highlight video uh, I've ever seen kind of thing. It, it was it was really, really well done. And so I I'd understood that they had recorded throughout the week and that made sense to me. They had a lot of footage to, uh, to draw from. But if you would have asked me, I would have thought that last day, um, you know, they just put some of the very last... Uh, scenes in there they synced it up with the the with beat the drops yeah, yeah. and uh, and then they went and got a you know a great dinner and rented one of those little scooters and tooled around downtown <laughs> you know? and i saw that and you know i said guys well done oh my goodness and then i found out what it had cost them you know uh, just you know at least one night probably more of no sleep yeah and um 
and I would, I, because I don't have an aptitude for that or I have no skills in that, that's, that'd be one of the learnings is if, if that's not something you're good at, you probably have no idea how long no it clue. takes, yeah. you know, same thing for graphics, right? You know, um, in my mind, you know, Microsoft Word has got that thing where you can just draw shapes. Yes. And so like, how hard can it be really, you know, the multi-layered, uh, you know, just go download package. the papyrus font and you're done. <laughs> yes. right? Call it good. So, uh, anyway, so why, so why, why does that even matter? Why is that even on our yeah, list? Yeah, Cause here's what I think happens is in, especially if you're in a bigger organization that there, uh, there just becomes this divide and it's what my friend David calls the the five minutes versus five hours thing, that the higher up in the organization you are, you think a project will get done in five minutes. The lower down you are on the totem pole, you know, or you believe it's going to take five hours. And the, the truth is it's somewhere there it's in good. the middle. And so as leaders, we need to understand when you're in a room with other leaders who are not responsible for execution, every idea is great. You're into what's ideas and outcomes. Here's an idea. That outcome will be awesome. It'll take no time to get done. When you're in the room with the executors, you realize, no, there's complexity, there's nuance, there's detail, nothing's easy. Genesis 3 happened, you know, surprise. So there's sin in the world and sin just means sometimes you can't get get stuff done quickly and there's personalities involved. And so just, I, I think it really, there can be some frustration between leadership and the workers, you know, we'll just create these two little groups. And uh, when they think something's going to get done in five minutes. The workers know it's going to, the executors know it's going to take longer. And each, each group is equally frustrated with one another. And it, it just is a, and so I think who fixes that? I think it's the leader's job to fix that. It's the leader's job to go, I'll go first and I'll go first and I'll lead and go, I bet this is going to take longer than, than it does. And I think when the leader can start with, so the solution really is empathy on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. So the leaders to, to empathize that, I've got an idea in my mind. I think it's not going to take long, but I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, educate me. Yeah, so educate me on this. I'm not going to just come out strong going, this this will, this is easy. I could get it done in three minutes. And then for those who get a lot of tasks delegated to them, we can empathize too and go, my gut reaction says this is going to take forever. It's probably not going to take forever. And I know that they're not trying to discourage me uh, with this really tight deadline and if I ever think the deadline is too crazy, I'm I like Matthew 18 is there. I know how to handle this mm-hmm. now. I can go have a conversation with them. It's not just salute the flag and move on. And so it's just be adults. Let's yeah. just talk about it is uh, is the way. So empathize with one another and have conversations like adults. That's a way to try to get past this habit. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, you um, you wouldn't want to be um, the leader who's constantly, you know, um, asking people to make uh you know, more bricks with less straw and yeah. making it just harder and harder and harder. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Um, and so you're, uh, you would do well to be dialed in and, uh, and educated. And then, then if you're on the other side of that, uh, you would do well to let your first response be yes, or I think we can, uh, or maybe, you know, we might have to move some priorities around, but you don't want to be the guy uh, who just says, no, this is going to take forever. You have no idea. Yeah. Like no one wants to work uh, with that person. And so I think yeah, empathy, education, um, and then just, I think, um, understanding how long things actually take will, will help a leader kind of load balance, you know, the, the calendar and say, we can do these things in these blocks in these certain times, as opposed to being, you know, overloaded during uh, different seasons, you would just be wise to yeah. do so. So, yeah. So good. Again, so as a leader, you can just ask the question of your team. Do you think I am clued into how long things take? Yeah. And just, I bet your team has an answer to that. Do I ever put unfair, do you ever feel unfair pressure from me 
that things should be getting done a lot faster than, than they're actually getting done? Do you ever feel like I'm disappointed because I've set up in my mind an expectation that this should take five minutes? These are all really healthy conversations yeah. Yeah. to have to, to see if, if this is a habit that you struggle with or not. So being a bottleneck was number one. Uh, number two, forgetting those who work for you have career aspirations too. Number three, underestimating how long things take to get done. The fourth habit, we, bad habit we wanted to talk about today was this idea of clinging to the past, yeah. which when I originally put this on the list, it was just this idea that if you're the new person, the new leader, you get to constantly blame the person who was <laughs> leading before you for all of the problems and why things aren't getting done well and why they're not efficient. Uh, and so that is a bad habit to yeah. always be blaming somebody and blaming the person from the past. But you had a good spin on this too that I think is also true. Yeah, well, that and, and so let's just stay with that first point, but just for a second. So, you know, I think, Adam, what you're saying basically is that, you know, every president stands up, no matter who he is, and anything that's wrong with the economy or the world or whatever, it was it was, it was the last guy. Anything yeah, is good, it's, it's under, this happened under my watch, you know. And, uh, and you've said, you get about a year of that, you know. Yeah. It was the last guy's fault for about a year. And then it's then it's, then it's your fault. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, it's, now it's my fault. See, you just can't keep throwing that flag. Hey, um, you know, I'm Teflon because um, uh, everything everything is wrong. Was was the last guy? So it, it's now yours. And so don't you don't want to be uh, the person that's always you know pointing to someone that was before you or some uh, outside. Uh, force you want to be the person that goes great. I'm going to fix this or this is a problem. Those kind of things. But yes, when so that's that's how you took it. Uh, and then when you know when I was thinking about this phrase, I was thinking about um, this this tendency. Well, we'll give it a caricature. Uh, so in high school, you know, there was the guy that that really popped. He peaked early, right? Yeah. So he was <laughs> he peaked when he was 18, and uh, you know he uh, he won the the state championship in football, and uh, he got his letter jacket. And you know now he's like 45, and he's never taken it off. Yeah. And uh, so when you get together with him, he's still talking about the playoff game, this incredible uh, pass he made, and how he yeah. read the defense, which which was great. Yeah. You know, it, the whole town appreciates it. You're describing it. Uncle Rico. Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the quickest yeah. way to get there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and kind of like that, that happened a long time ago. Yeah. That <laughs> like was a really like, long time ago. Yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. And so what have you been up to since then? Yeah. You know, uh, what, um, you know, metaphorically, how have you won or how have you added value? And so I think, um, you know, when I heard this phrase, I was, Adam, I was just thinking, it, it's a bad thing if you're introduced as the guy that did something in the past mm. right, exclusively. So uh, you're the person who developed um, this program. You're the person that developed this partnership. You're the person who preached that message, developed uh, this thing, led this initiative, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And if there's nothing else, if there's no comma, and and this is what you're doing now, now. Uh, that that's a bad that's a bad sign. There you go. And uh, and I I just thought for myself, I don't want to be the guy that wore the the letter jacket, um, you know, at the at the end of my life for something that I did, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. I want to go right up until the end. This is what he was doing. This is what he um, where where he was kind of pushing the boundaries and where he was kind of, you know, using all his leadership gifts. And, um, this is what he was up to, uh, last few years. And then also, yeah, God, I, I remember that thing 20 years ago and 30 years ago. Um, don't, don't be defined by what you used to do or did or accomplished. Uh, leaders should also have, um, this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And it's it, what we've already kind of alluded to this idea of rejection of the status quo that, 
that just seems to be a consistent theme with excellent leaders and people who uh, who take leadership seriously is that there's there's always something else on the horizon. Now, you can go back to the first episode we did on bad habits and there was this never enough was yeah. a bad habit. Yeah. So you've got to balance this totally. where your your organization feels like, well, at times we do celebrate. We do celebrate and, and we, we take honor. that time and yeah. we honor and we we look back and go, wow, wasn't that amazing? But we can't get too comfortable with all the, wow, look what happened. Isn't that amazing? We still have work to do. We still have, a, there's still so much ground that can be taken um, here. And so, yeah, you cannot, I, re, I think I like yours better than mine of blaming the other guy. I think, I think clinging to the past accomplishments is probably more relevant for most leaders because that's how you got to be a leader. You probably have some skins on the wall. You've yeah. probably done some things. And just to remember, hey, I got to keep pushing this ball forward. I got to keep moving forward. It's such a great reminder. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot more joy uh, in that, you know, yeah. uh, there's, there's joy in remembering well, I pulled the team together and we did this thing. It was amazing. Like that, there's a lot of joy in remembering. I think you have much more joy in um, a forward looking, this is what I'm yeah. trying to accomplish or make what we accomplished even better. Yeah. You know, just not give up on and just settle, settling in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the, the person that started this thing and now I'm the person for the last five years who's met it, made it better every single yeah. year. Um, I think there's just a lot of joy You got to just there. stay engaged, yeah. like stay in the game. So you and I, as we, as dads, we'll talk about making memories with our families and that's fun to make memories. But then as dads, I think we also are like, we get excited about the next adventure that is totally. going to make memories. And totally. so that's got to keep us moving forward. Keep making memories with your team keep going. There's an, there's another thing we can go and do. We can make this better. Let's not just cling to those past accomplishments. Yeah. I probably could dial it down because I'm always planning the next trip in the middle of the trip yeah. and uh, I need to just slow down and enjoy it. So, uh, but yes, be, be forward, uh, be forward looking and, uh, you know, and, and Paul, you know, kind of, you know, he said he had a, he had a good, um, a uh, good resume. Decent run. Yeah. 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 And he could have uh, said, Hey, let's just stop and talk about that. And he just said, no, it's just, it's nothing. And uh, it's worse than nothing. And this is what I'm trying to do. And I think we would do well um, to emulate Paul in that. Yeah. All right. Let's jump in and talk about this last one for this episode is uh, forgetting to express gratitude, which, you know, again, if you're a leader driving around, you're going, I get it. Right. Uh, and that's why we use the word forgetting. Uh, Cause I think sometimes we do just forget to tell people thank you, whether it be our volunteers, uh, our bosses, the people on our teams. And I, I just love that idea. And it always, you know, the quote always comes out around Thanksgiving, the, this idea that um, like gratitude that goes uh, unexpressed really does communicate in gratitude. Yeah. And so you and I were even debating this the other day of, well, you got to balance some of this, right? I mean, that's kind of what we pay people for. If you're talking about your staff team, like, do I have to keep telling them thank you? I mean, I hired them and I give them a paycheck. That's a, every two weeks, that's a thank you. And uh, just going, but I think as leaders, there's never been a leader who's probably gotten in trouble for saying thank you too much. I mean, they're like, we like being around those people, the people that are really uh, filled with gratitude and gracious. It goes with optimism. They're positive. Those are really fun people to be around, fun people to follow. And, uh, and so we just got to remember to express that. And if that is not a regular part of what we do, that's a bad habit. We need to always be looking for ways to thank people for the ways they're devoting their life to the cause uh, of the church. Yeah, that's good. And we, we all know what it's like to do something and have nobody uh, notice 
recognize or show any appreciation. It's, it's not very fun to be on that side of the equation. And a lot of times, you know, people around you are, you know, doing big things or doing mundane things. And uh, everybody just wants to be thanked. And, it, yeah. and maybe, if nothing else, just acknowledged and noticed. And so I think just a quick thank you is a, uh, is a way to say, you know, I noticed what you did and I didn't take it for granted. Thank you. You know, so just um, uh, it, it, a lot of times that goes, especially with, um, you know, this, this one habit that we don't understand how long things take. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so uh, this week I asked someone to pull some information for me. It probably took a lot longer. I guarantee it took a lot longer than that. Uh, than I would have thought. And um, I have no idea probably how they did it even. And, um, you know, just a simple, hey, thank you very much. That, that's really helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think was very, very appropriate. And I don't think uh, that then made them soft and go, well, I'm not going to work hard if they don't say thanks or, um, you know, they're going to try less hard. I think we, we had this conversation. If you, if you tell people thanks for uh, for everything, will they feel like they're over accomplishing? I just don't know. I just yeah. don't think that's the case. I think yeah. they'll work harder um, and bring their best. And so just you, you want to be thanked. And as a leader, just make sure you say yeah, that. Yeah. And so a best practice that I think we see around here a lot is uh, when people, when you do express gratitude, try not to just make it the polite thanks. You know, if how that's like a general uh, ending to most emails is thank you, or I thank you in advance. So like it's, it's, saying thank you is just a polite kind of uh, almost like a verbal tick in our culture right now. So what we're talking about here is not that. So it's not just ending every email with thank you or ending every meeting with thank you. It is uh, being specific. Like that usually goes a long way. So, hey, when you pulled that information for me, I know that probably took longer than you expected it to take. And that really gave me information I needed. I appreciate that. Thanks. I mean, so just putting some teeth to it and some, uh, and, and the easiest way to do this is just to think about what that person did that personally impacted you and just go, hey, that, even if it's just, I was really inspired listening to you communicate that, like, thanks for doing that. Like that really, that, that inspired me. Or most of the time, especially if we have people on our teams that are working for us, they're, uh, they're impacting your life. They're making your job easier. Mm-hmm. And so you, you've got to be able to let them know, hey, I know what you're doing. It's impacting somebody's life. It's impacting mine. I, I just want to let you know it's impacting my life. And so thank you for staying on top of this and, 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 uh, yeah, just doing what you do and just trying to be specific. And that is a great best practice with gratitude. Yeah. Cause uh, someone at, you know, um, at, at dinner somewhere, uh, this week, you know, that works with you is going to be in a conversation and then someone's going to ask, you know, how, how do you like working with that person? And they're going to say, you know, one or two things, you know, one of the things I love is that they really appreciate what I do, uh, or, you know, candidly, didn't even feel like they notice yeah. uh, what I do, and yeah. uh, they never, uh, they never really appreciate uh, the sacrifice or the excellence and those kind of things. And you know which one is going to bring their best, and you know which one is having you know a lot more fun uh, yeah. being on your team. So yeah, there you go. All right, well that's that's the the next list of five more bad habits, bad leadership habits. Uh, so number one was being a bottleneck. Number two was forgetting those who work uh, for you have career aspirations. Number three was underestimating how long it takes to get things done. Number four was clinging to the past. And number five was forgetting to express gratitude. So, John, before we wrap this up, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, if you want to take a courageous step uh, after this, just send an email uh, to your team. And um, I would BCC everybody and tell them to reply uh, just to you. And so ask, hey, do you feel like uh, I'm a bottleneck? Anything I could do to um, not be so? Uh, to 
do I know what your aspirations are? Do I know where you want to go? Um, three, do I understand kind of what you do and how hard it is or how long uh, it takes? Do you feel like I'm dialed into that? Um, you know, number four, am, am I um, always talking about the past, what I've done, uh, what we've done, or do you do you feel like um, we have a kind of a bias toward the future? And do I have that uh, as a leader? And number five, do you, do you feel appreciated? You know, yeah. both in the macro and then also in the in the micro uh, transactions, and just see what they uh, come back with. Don't get defensive. Yeah, and uh, just see it as a as a great conversation starter and a way that you can get better uh, in your leadership. I love it. Thanks so much, John. Well, if you have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you would like for us to consider for future episodes, please feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.